Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Erin. You're listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. We'll share relatable stories and recipes with a hint of humor and a dash of delight. I like it. (laughs) Welcome to Banter and Dish Podcast Season 2. We appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. Whether you're a weekly listener, listen once in a while, or if you're joining us for the first time today, thank you so much. The format of the podcast is that we banter for a bit, then chat about an easy dish. And today's recipe is cool cucumber salsa from all recipes. This episode is being recorded on September 19th, 2021. So Erin, it's good to see your face. I haven't talk to you officially since what July 5th I know I have to to do testing one two three make sure my mic works is my is my mic working I think I hope it's been a while okay (laughs) I've been obviously I've been absent uh for several weeks I had a lot going on like literally everything happening all at once and I have to say to our listeners that do listen every week you guys rock like it (laughs) they are really loyal and we appreciate they are you missed it with the guests there and I tried out some different recording locations in my house. Oh, fun. It was just so hot. I had to find a new spot. Well, I tried my bedroom. That kind of worked, but I didn't love it. I'm sitting in the bed while I'm recording. It felt a little <laughs> awkward. With all your <laughs> medieval torture device equipment. Yes, right. <laughs> in the background. I got very tired. There was a rice bag <laughs> on my head. So then I tried the dining room table, which I thought would be great. But my mom's voice in that episode just kept cutting out. Mm. But I just thought it was her internet. But then the next week, Darcy was on and her voice did the same thing. But then I figured out how to kind of edit hers. Mm -hmm. But I decided I can't record in the dining room anymore because I think it makes the other person sound bad. (laughs) Weird. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yesterday, I spent the entire day in this small little office organizing everything I never organized before Lloyd moved in. So I'm back in the I'm back in the old recording studio. Back here, the saddle too. <laughs> back in the saddle. Actually, time has stood still for me since July. Oh yeah. The last time we recorded, I was looking forward to get my new refrigerator. Right? Wasn't that yeah. uh, the topic? You scouted out fridges online, right? Mm-hmm. You ordered two of them. I do remember <laughs> yeah. that they were going to be delivered on Sunday the following yeah. week. So how do you like it? Do you love it? Well, yeah. I, I feel like I finally made it in life because now I have a second fridge. I'm like, uh, wow. I feel like a rich person. Like, I, <laughs> well, you know how it's like when you have two bathrooms, two showers, like the two fridge thing. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm finally like moving up the, in the ranks. You're going to start having mac and cheese as your side dish. Yeah. <laughs> well, time has stood still because I'm still actually dealing with my fridge drama. Oh no. Yeah. It's been quite a nightmare actually. Do you have both of them? I do officially have both as of last weekend. Oh my. Okay. So again, I said it's September 19th. On July 5th, you told me they would be delivered in a week. Yes. Yes. That's right. What happens? Out of convenience. <laughs> I did my shopping online. Yeah. I like to read the reviews. Mm-hmm. So I placed the order, right? I, I picked a day for the delivery. Yeah. And actually deliver on weekends. The morning of my delivery was scheduled for July 11th. Mm-hmm. My fridge that I thought was clunking out actually was still working okay. So I wasn't in a terrible rush at that point. Well, apparently it turns out that's good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Since you didn't get it until months later. <laughs> so the morning of my delivery, I get a phone call and this nice mm-hmm. gentleman says, hey, your one fridge is 
is ready to go. It's going to get delivered. The other one, it's damaged and it's missing shelves. Those are kind of important to a fridge. He said, I assume you're not using this to store a keg. And I said, no. And he said, (laughs) (laughs) he said, then you're going to want the shelves. I said, yeah. He's like, okay, well, we will order you a new one. Then we'll contact you to reschedule the delivery. And I thought, okay, that's not a big deal. I have my one is still working. I'll have the second one. And I was happy that they called and told me this before they brought it, you know? So boy, I was excited about this customer service so far. (laughs) Delivery guy shows up with my second basement fridge. Oh, so that one did come in July. That one did come in July. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I did have, you know, my spare fridge. (laughs) In case the main fridge actually did die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Following week, I didn't hear it back. So I called them. So this guy, he's trying to find my order. Then I think he pulls it up. Then he tells me he needs to talk to a manager. And I say, okay, that's fine. You know, wait for someone to call me back. So nobody calls me back. So the following week, I make another call. Um, Basically the same thing again. Talk to somebody in appliances. They say, oh, I have to talk to the manager or someone will call you back. I think I have to talk to the manager as code for, I'm just going to hang yeah, up the phone. And like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm just going to get you off the line. Um, yeah, I know yeah. that I've done it before. Um, <laughs> yeah. We remember your customer yeah. service days. <laughs> this is karma coming back for me, I suppose. So yeah, I uh, did not hear back from anybody the following week. So I call again, that guy that I talked to that time told me we have it in stock. It'll be delivered this weekend. Hmm. I was a little suspicious of that because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't sound right. too sure about this. Yes. They use a third party delivery company, which contacts you the day before to let you know yeah. they're coming. Yes. Yes. I remember. Yes. They <laughs> let you know ahead of time so you can get your bra on. They preferred if you show up with a bra <laughs> on. <laughs> so I didn't hear from this delivery company. So at that point I realized they were not coming. So I did not unload my fridge, thankfully. Yeah. Now it's becoming a hassle. It's like a weekly freaking ordeal. Yeah. So I make the third or not the third call. It was probably like the 18th call. I don't know. So I make a call again and I decided I was not getting off the phone because the problem was as soon as mm-hmm. I told them I bought it online, hmm. there's a disconnect between, you know, customer service and online orders and the delivery department department apparently. Yeah. So nobody knows what to do. Note to all our listeners, if you want an appliance, go to the store. Do not order online. Go to the store. Could you cancel the online order at this point? They mark my fridge as being delivered. Oh. So whenever they didn't deliver it, they didn't change it in their system. So Yeah, somebody had to fix that and nobody knew how to fix it. Yeah. Right. I didn't have anything particularly in writing that said, hey, your fridge is damaged. We're ordering a new one. Now I'm like, oh my God, am I going to get totally screwed out of this fridge? I called back on a Saturday when I had time because I said, I'm not getting off the phone until somebody resolves this for me. Yeah. I was probably transferred a dozen times on this phone call. Mm -hmm. I got thrown around from person to person, department to department placed on hold back and forth back to the same person again um i was on hold and this guy answers he actually was the assistant manager i don't think he meant to take my call (laughs) he probably said line two and he accidentally hit three and he's like oh shoot i'm pretty sure he did not mean to take my call but it it ended up working out because i said oh you're an assistant manager i said great maybe you can finally help me and then i told him what happened and he goes well this is the first I'm hearing about this. And I literally just walked in for my shift. So give me a minute. Let me, let me start at my computer and, you know, but it sounded like this guy obviously was going to be on top of it. You know, Yeah. this gentleman was very helpful. He understood what the problem was. He, he said, let me go check and see if I have the fridge in stock. 
So he puts me on hold. He goes and checks. He comes back on. He said, the fridge we have in stock, that model is damaged. I said, yes, I know this because this was the original problem. So he said, so I'm going to have to order you a new one. It'll be two weeks. Nobody ordered it? No. Oh, wow. Got the delivery scheduled for this past weekend. Yeah. The fridge came and it had a huge dent in the side of it. Oh, my gosh. At that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to take the fridge. Now, the delivery guy did say, call the store. They'll discount it. Yeah. Did they hook up the ice maker? So, no, that is another nightmare. Oh, no. You just don't get the kind of service like you used to. <laughs> I'm telling you. So 18 years ago, when I bought my house, I purchased the fridge brand new. And when I bought it, like that was an in-per- in-store purchase. Because, I mean, uh, you know, that was 18 yeah. years ago. Times were a little different. And when I bought it, they were very accommodating. They asked me what side did I want the door to open on. Right. And I'm pretty sure they asked me if I wanted the automatic ice maker. I think it was extra, you know, but they, I'm pretty sure it came yeah. pre-installed. It just was a matter of hooking it to your water line when you got it to your house, you know? Right. So you're paying more now for products than you were 18 years ago. You know, so you have to reverse the door yourself. You have to install the ice maker yourself. Well, I don't know how to reverse a refrigerator door myself. Yeah. The ice maker found it pretty basic, but you have to like piss around with the water lines and these electrical wires. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. So my dad did come down. We get it hooked up to the water line, everything, you know, a couple hours later, I hear it making a lot of noise. I'm like, okay, good. It's working. <laughs> then I started putting stuff back in the fridge and I realized there was water <gasps> under the fridge. <laughs> oh man. So I have to pull the fridge out and I realized the connector was not good and the water was just leaking out instead of going oh gosh. <laughs> to the freezer. <laughs> that was my refrigerator disaster. Maybe that's the worst of it. And from here on, everything's going to be easy. I now am going to be a little stern with getting reimbursed for this hassle, the damage to the fridge, the hassle of this mess. Basically have to put the refrigerator together yourself. (laughs) They're going to start shipping appliances. You have to put them together now. You should have ordered it from Ikea. Right. (laughs) It comes in a really thin box and they set it on your porch and then you put the whole fridge together. (laughs) For my situation, what started out is great what I thought was going to be great service really yeah. <laughs> took a turn for the work. <laughs> well, I guess the moral of this story is listeners, if you need a large appliance, do not order it online. What you could do is maybe look online, find the one you think you like, yeah. then go to the store and purchase it. Listeners, do you have any uh, large appliance <laughs> delivery uh, mishaps? <laughs> Let us know. So Erin doesn't feel like she's the only Please one. tell me about your refrigerator deliveries and do you have an automatic ice maker and did you have to install <laughs> do you know it yourself somebody that could come and fix my automatic ice maker yes <laughs> i don't even know who you call a plumber i think a plumber can install I feel like it's like yeah. one of those in between things like if i call a plumber they'll be like we don't work on appliances and if i call an yeah. appliance guy they'll say we don't work on water lines <laughs> call a handyman see are there any local handyman do it all, yeah. that are, are good with um ice makers <laughs> I do love my fridge. I have to say it's pretty nice. And wait, I have a question about your fridge. Is it a top freezer, bottom freezer, side freezer? That's a good question. Do we ever ask, do we ever ask for guests or our listeners this question? That's, I think that's a good question. No. What what does that tell you about the person? What kind of fridge they have? I do not like, I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I do not like those freezers on the bottom. I have one and I hate it. (laughs) I will never buy one again. 
from the moment I got it, I thought it was going to be fantastic. Oh, I hate really? it. Really? Now, what do you I hate, hate it. about it? It's so hard to get stuff into it. I mean, I'm very particular about the way I organize my food in my fridge and freezer. So I'm thinking, I don't like you just like stack stuff up. It's also almost impossible to clean Oh wow! because for years I didn't realize the baskets pop out so that you can wipe the bottom, you know, when Mm, stuff spills uh or whatever. Finally, I think I figured it out this one day, but I didn't have time. And, you know, it's hard to clean when everything is in the drawers. You would have to empty your entire freezer then to clean it. Like if you have a top freezer, you could at least just move stuff, shift things around, wipe it and then shift things back. Yeah. I will never buy one again (laughs) like that. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. I I wonder if we have anybody that loves their bottom freezer. Yeah. I would like to know. Yeah. And the side freezer people, I'd like to know if you love those because I feel like they're too skinny to like fit large things in them. Yeah. I have to agree with that. My aunt has the side-by-side, is that what they're called? Side-by-side fridge? Maybe. And I kind of like them, but... I feel like if you have a large enough kitchen that you could get a very big one, it might be fine. But the size that I would be getting for my kitchen, it would not make things Yeah. I don't think you could fit like a frozen pizza in in it. Like, I don't think... Right. Yeah. Or even like a large turkey. Not that I make turkey anymore, but like, where would you put your turkey? I mean, I guess unless you have like a larger freezer in your basement or something, like, you know, one of those deep freezers or something. But my fridge is top freezer. The freezer on top. That's what kind. That's what I have for in Good my call. in my spare fridge. It's the same as the freezer. Good call. Yeah. But what I wonder what is the appeal to the freezer drawer on the bottom? This is what the appeal is. It's easier to get into the whole fridge, and in theory, you use the fridge more okay. than the freezer. You're not having to duck way down to get to the uh, bottom. I gotcha. Okay. So I thought this is going to be great. My mom had just gotten one. She still liked it at that point. I bought mine like that. Does she still like it? No, she has a top one now. Oh, and okay. Shortly after I got it, I was like, I, I remember saying to her, Mom, what do you like about this? It's horrible. And she's like, Oh, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I was like, Dang it. Wow. Why couldn't you have figured that out sooner? It saved me from it. So is, is the fridge part bigger too, then? No, not really. It's about the same size, but it's just higher it's up. It's about the same size. It's just, it is nice to have the fridge higher up. Mm -hmm. I wish somehow they could do a side-by-side that's like a full freezer, a full (laughs) fridge, and maybe drawers, storage cupboards underneath, but that would be... You want a whole kitchen in one appliance. I would like cabinets. (laughs) Maybe a microwave down below. A microwave, the dishwasher, all in one. (laughs) Hey, we could be onto something because then you would only need one delivery. (laughs) You only need one delivery. Let's, we're trademarking this right now. Tra- it's we're just trademarked. Right, right. So don't steal our idea. <laughs> that would be nice. One yeah. huge appliance does it all. <laughs> That's right. And then you would just need a table. You wouldn't need anything else but your table. <laughs> that is the kitchen of the future. We are looking towards the future, guys. That's right. Cast iron skillet pizza is the pizza of the future. You can make it in your kitchen of the future if you get our new large appliance coming in 2023. <laughs> Stay tuned. (laughs) Listeners, by the way, just for uh, the time being, it may not, you know, Aaron might come back to the recipes, but we're going to have some guests on the recipe segment. Yeah. Have you ever made salsa? No, no. That sounds like too much effort. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might say that, but I was just curious. (laughs) No, I'm not a big salsa person anyway, but I've never made it homemade. I feel like that'd be a lot of 
chopping um, involved. But so you're yes. saying cucumber salsa. That sounds good, though. I do like cucumber. Yeah. I said I'm not going to be here for the uh, the recipe part, but now I'm curious. What are the ingredients? You'll have to tune in. To, oh, I have it's, to tune in now. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but what I wanted to ask you, though, but you said you're not a big salsa person. What alternative things do you use salsa for other than just tortilla chips? Anything? I do have a recipe that involves salsa. That not not home, homemade salsa, but you just buy it in the jar and then you mix it in. Yeah. And I forget what I forget what it's called, um, but it's pretty good. I'll have to dig it up and maybe uh, over the holiday break I can make it. We can make it and then uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna make a note and I'm gonna find that recipe. It has salsa in it and okay. it's pretty good. It's easy to make. I, I do like salsa mixed. I think we talked about this. I think didn't we not? I think we did at one point. Maybe with Lauren. I can't remember. We talk, I, I like salsa mixed with cream cheese. And then somebody, I think, was it you? Somebody said salsa and sour cream. Maybe it was somebody at work. I think it was work because this doesn't sound familiar to me. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds good. But I do I do use a jar of salsa and a tub of cream cheese. And, and then I put like cheddar cheese on top of it. For a cracker dip yeah. or something. And that's really yeah, that good. good. I love that. You know what I think would be really good? And some people might think I'm weird, but mac and cheese with salsa mixed in. How do you feel about that? You know what? I think I have another recipe that's that has some ingredients like that. There's actually, two, I think, yeah. I think that recipe has salsa. Yeah, I might have two recipes with salsa in it then, because I think I had yeah. a recipe that was like a mac and cheese salsa. Pretty sure it was salsa. Yeah, you you put in ground meat or turkey. I use ground turkey. Yeah, and you cook the noodle. You know, macaroni, and then I think you use salsa. Mm-hmm. I think there are dishes like that. Yeah, I would think so because I like ketchup. In mac and cheese, and that's a you yeah, know salsa tomato. like tomato yeah. base. Mm-hmm. So I just think that would be really good. Yep. But anyway, listeners, if you love Erin and the recipes, I'm gonna just get her feedback before we get to the recipe segment, <laughs> so that you'll still have a little taste of Erin in our. I'll recipe. ask my questions beforehand. That's great because then when I chat with whoever's doing the recipe with me, I can relay your questions. Hopefully, so <laughs> that'll be fun too. <laughs> you might get more professional feedback doing the recipe with somebody else with me. Your feedback is always entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) So this week I made cool cucumber salsa. It was given to me by Sharon. If you're a longtime listener, you might remember Sharon. She taught us all about the Instant Pot. Well, she is back and she is going to talk about cool cucumber salsa and the way she makes it from allrecipes.com. Yes. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. I know. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. So you said this recipe actually just makes you salivate because you love it so much. It does. I was at a family gathering and my sister-in-law's mother made it. And I tasted it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. There was regular salsa and there was this cucumber. And I started eating it and I went back and got seconds and then I went back and got thirds. Yeah. I was like obsessed with it. I went home that night. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to find that out. And I did. I found the recipe that night. And then the next day I went and got everything I needed and I make it all the time. In fact, Friday, I was at work all day and I was craving it. And I texted my husband and said, can you please make some of this for when I come home? And he did. And I came home and I was so happy. And I don't usually crave healthy food. It is good. And the thing that I like about it, because I like salsa, it has that nice crunch. It does. Now I... 
found that I like it, especially when everything is cut really, really small. Okay. That's my favorite way to eat it. Huh. But I did it once where I only did it like with big chunks and it was also delicious. When I first had it from my sister-in-law's mom, she chopped everything so tiny and that's huh. part of it for me. I just love it. Huh. I guess I could bring out my Pampered Chef food chopper that makes things very small. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I used to make my chicken salad that way and it was delicious that way. Everything was chopped so fine that it was just very creamy. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't this ends up being creamy, but it ends up being, I don't know, it fits on the chip easier. Right. <laughs> and it would stay on it easier. I did like the crunch though. So I think I would like to leave a couple pieces. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing to eat it with is blue corn tortilla chips. Okay. Because there's just a little bit of salt in it. I get myself a bowl of it and I eat it and then I drink the juice because I think it's so good. I like to thicken it up just a little bit, even though I do think that juice is so good. But the frustrating thing for me, I want it on the chip and I'm like trying to like find the chips that are kind of rounded and and then I'll soak my chips in it. But I like that juice. Let's talk about how we make the salsa. I rarely follow recipes exactly, but I do on this just because I want it to be perfect. Two medium tomatoes, which lately I've been getting them from my garden and they're spectacular. So it just makes it even better. Two medium cucumbers, two medium tomatoes, a chopped green bell pepper. It says a a half cup. I don't measure that. I just put a... You put the whole pepper in. Yeah, that's what I did too. And by the way, I never used to like peppers. Oh. And I love it in this. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Now, can I ask you though? Yeah. My cucumbers were probably large. And my tomatoes were probably just medium. So I found this salsa to be very heavy on cucumbers, or is that normal? I think it's normal. I mean, it is okay. called cool cucumber. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's heavier cucumber. Okay. The one thing I don't always put in is a jalapeno pepper because I don't always have one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy one just for this. The first time I made it, I did because I was following it exactly. Yeah. I can do without it, and that doesn't do anything for me, you know? We have Mrs. Dash's Southwest spice or seasoning or something. And I find that if I don't have a jalapeno, sometimes I sprinkle a lot of that in because it like gives the oh, taste some heat. Little kick. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, what's next? Oh, an onion. I always use a red onion. Oh, okay. I used a, just a sweet onion, I think. I get a big red onion and I cut it in half and I do half of it. Okay. I'm, I'm so picky. I don't like biting into red onions or onions. Yes. I feel like I taste it for two days. So when I do them really, really small and fine, I can't tell. I can't believe I didn't think to use my Pampered Chef chopper because everything would be diced so small. I need to look that up. That sounds like something I need. It's awesome. And you can get out stressed because you're just like pounding the heck out of it. That's so cool. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Oh, one clove garlic minced. It's funny. When I first started learning how to cook, I used to buy jars of minced garlic. That's what I use now. Well, I became a purist for a long time and chopped everything. And now I'm back. About a year ago, I was like, this is ridiculous. I would not use garlic just because I didn't feel like dealing with it. And my garlic kept going bad in the fridge. So I started buying those jars and I use it all the time. I do too. And I still do buy like regular garlic. So if I'm making pesto or something and it's getting chopped or pulverized, I use it then. But but I usually do like two heaping teaspoons of garlic in this recipe because I love garlic. Much. My trick, and this is I'm just an idiot, it just makes me feel fun and fancy and it's so <laughs> stupid, but I just stick whatever knife I'm using down in there and then plop Look it at in. You. You're such a pro. <laughs> you have a cooking podcast now. You're a pro. That's right. <laughs> so this time it was my butcher knife. I just stuck the end down in there and plop some in. That sounds awesome. I love it. Uh, the next thing is lime juice, two tablespoons of lime juice, which 
boy, that makes a whole difference, doesn't it? No. And this was my problem. I thought I had lime juice in the fridge and I forgot to buy limes and I didn't have lime juice. Oh no. And I thought I had an extra. It said you could substitute lemon juice. So I did substitute a little lemon juice. I like the lime better. And I have doTERRA essential oils and you can ingest doTERRA oils. So I put lime oil in it. No way. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I never measure lime juice. I have one of those like squeezer things for, for limes and lemons. And I just use the whole lime Yeah. for big tomatoes and big cucumbers. I could use two limes because I love the flavor. I love that too, though, by the way. I got one during the the lockdown because Paul Feig would do a cocktail show. Director Paul Feig. Oh, oh, yeah. That Bridesmaids movie. He would always do a show where he made cocktails and he had his lemon squeezer and limes. And I was like, that looks fun. So I bought one then. But they are fun, aren't they? Yes. Highly recommended if anybody wants to have some fun in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. We're crazy, Jill. That's right. Uh, what's next? Parsley, one teaspoon minced parsley, which I had a little parsley plant all summer. Okay. Uh, two teaspoons cilantro. And I know some people don't like cilantro. I guess you don't have to put it in, but mix with these other flavors. Yeah. It's so good. I only like the flavor of cilantro in some salsas and I don't like it like really strong. So I probably did two teaspoons. Or yeah. Two. Yeah. I don't like to go heavy on the cilantro. That is one flavor that it took me a while to get used to. Yeah. 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 And I do chop the cilantro very, very fine as well. So it's not big chunks or yeah. big leaves. I don't like that either. Uh, what's next here? I'm looking through. Oh, dry dill weed. Oh, I had to buy that. I had some and I made this like a week ago and I forgot to put it in. And I was like, oh, this is good, but it's not as good. And it was because I left out the really? dill weed. Okay. I will make sure I do not leave it out. Yes. And then salt yeah. and tortilla chips or whatever you want to dip in it. Now, the person who found this recipe and I stole it from, she said she puts it on hamburgers. Mm-hmm. She puts it on hot dogs like it's relish. Yum. She put on salads. I tried putting it on lettuce, like that, that didn't do it for me, No, but I could just eat this with a spoon as a salad. Yeah. Well, do you ever put salsa on baked potatoes? I have done that before. And this would be great. Yes. My favorite new breakfast. I take a potato, I bake potatoes and I cut them and I like fry them up a little bit, put that down. I put a fried egg on top of it, sprinkle a little cheese on in several scoops of salsa. Now I used my regular salsa. I didn't try it with the cucumber salsa, but I think that would be good. That sounds really good. We do burrito bowls a lot Mm -hmm. where I make rice in the instant pot and then we'll have just a bunch of toppings. And this is so good on that. Sometimes for me, I'll just get rice, a little bit of chicken, and I'll dump some of this on it. And that's all I need. Yeah. Now it said to de-seed. How do you de-seed your cucumbers? I don't. Okay. You don't. I was wondering because I did, and it was kind of awkward. I cut it long ways into quarters. And then I kind of like tried to slide the seeds off. Uh, Yeah. So you just put seeds and all right in. I do just because I'm lazy. Okay. Some of our garden cucumbers, I made a batch with them and the seeds are really big. And that was the only time the seed bothered me because I was like, ew, what is the, oh, that's a giant cucumber seed. But when I buy store-bought ones or get them from the farmer's market, I've never had that problem. Okay. My cousin though, what she puts in, we were at my aunt and uncle's cottage and we were eating the salsa and it was really good. And she said she made it. And I said, Haley, your salsa is so much thicker than mine. How? And she puts in a can of crushed tomatoes. Interesting. Like a cross between like just the regular jarred salsa and the homemade. 
it's not quite as thick as that, but Did it tastes as fresh. I thought so. I mean, I thought it tasted good. It tasted like homemade salsa. So I'm going to try it the next time I make yeah. the cucumber salsa. I'm anxious to hear, you know what else you could do? You could put avocado in, mm. which would be delicious, but also that would make it creamy, especially like after a day, you know? Yeah. Part of what I like though, and I talked about drinking liquid, the juice, like <laughs> I like how fresh it is. Yeah. I love that there's nothing in it except for the stuff that I chopped, which is weird, but I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much. You know, I never thought of it that way. And so next time, maybe I will just drink that up and I won't be mad that I can't dip any more chips in it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll think of you, Sharon. Don't think of me if you're mad. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll be mad for a second. I'll think of you. I'll smile and I'll drink it. And then you'll be happy. Okay. So I am glad you shared this recipe with me because I will definitely make it again. Yeah, I love it. I I actually have some that I'll have for my snack tonight. Like I I literally look forward to it because it's so good. I don't know what's going to happen in the winter when tomatoes, like winter tomatoes, but cucumbers always taste good to me. Yeah. So the fact that it is heavier on the cucumber might be a benefit in the winter. I wonder if you could make it without the tomatoes. I'm sure you could. Although I love tomatoes, yeah, but I could use less maybe, or maybe that's where the canned one comes into play. Yes. Or you could even use the little like cherry tomatoes and just like quarter them or something. I don't know. I I always think those taste good year round. I don't know if I could chop them small enough, but I, if I worked hard, I probably could. (laughs) You need a pampered (laughs) chef food chopper. (laughs) I totally do. I need to look that up when we're done. And you can throw it right in the dishwasher when you're done. That's so Before we were friends, I had pampered chef parties probably several times a year to the point where I used to like host them on my birthday to like when to coming. Yes. So you would have a party. They felt like they uh, couldn't (laughs) say no to like my 16th pampered chef party that season because it was my birthday. Hilarious. How to make friends. Right. (laughs) That's me. I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about it? I don't think so. I'm really glad that you made it. I am too. This episode was going to go up September 30th. I realized I'm away next weekend. Won't get to edit. So it'll probably go up the first weekend in October. Okay. Kind of an odd recipe maybe for uh, fall, but that's okay. (laughs) It'll work any time of the year. Yes. Just make sure you pick your fresh looking tomatoes. Yes, (laughs) that's exactly right. And probably those like stem tomatoes that you could, those are the best ones in the winter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Those will probably be great in this. Yeah. If anybody makes it, let us know how, how you like it. And if you <laughs> like that crunch or if you like it diced, you know, a little bit finer. Absolutely. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Jill. It was so nice to see you. I know. I wish that we could see each other other than when you record with me, but. I know we will at some point. At yes. some point, we'll get out there and we'll do something. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Well, go enjoy some salsa. Is that what's coming next? It is. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please like, rate, review, and subscribe. And probably most importantly, tell someone about us who you think might also enjoy listening. And remember, you can like and follow us and find all the recipes on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Banter and Dish Podcast. So thanks for hanging with us this week. And we hope you come back to hang with us again. So stay tuned and stay safe. And wherever life may take you this week, Try to add a hint of humor and a dash of delight.
Hello. Lloyd, you are on Banter and Dish Podcast. What is going on? Oh, uh, not much. Just uh, watching some Turner Classic movies. Oh, wow. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing if I'm not consistent. <laughs> that is true. He is very consistent. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Or don't order another right. one. Because <laughs> you might get stuck in a customer service loop for two months. True, true. But anyway. My brother and his family were in town um, a few weeks ago. We, we were, you know, trading stories all weekend about, you know, growing up and stuff. So uh-huh. when, I, when I was a little kid living in Detroit, I was like in this little tiny wading pool, um, just standing there in the water. There was a bee that was flying around. And my mom was like, just stand still, uh-huh. just stand still. Nothing will happen. <laughs> then I got stung in the ear. Oh. I said bee. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't listen to adults. <laughs> and that set him up for a lifetime of trips to the principal's office. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how old were you, Lloyd? Oh, man, I was probably three. That's an early time to learn the truth. Right. Can't trust these adults. Yep. Especially your mom. That's what's the lesson of that story. Yeah. Don't trust any adult, but especially the one you call mom. <laughs> yeah. I often wonder, does that actually work standing still? I get the f- out of there if there's a bee buzzing by me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what type of bee was it, Lloyd? Do you remember? Uh, a bee that stings. That's all I <laughs> okay. remember. Because I was going to say, could it have been a wasp, oh. perhaps? Oh, because Lord. we've, I know Aaron and I have talked about the fact that, like, you could just be standing still and a wasp will go after yeah. you. I don't know. All I know is I got stung in the ear and. <laughs> My ears swelled up. Oh my god! Wow, your ears swelled up, and then like, what did like, what was your mom's reaction? Do you remember that? I just remember just crying and being really mad. <laughs> yeah, probably as mad as that bee. Uh, yeah, just, just... were you ever stung again after that experience? Yeah, I've been stung a few times. Really? I remember one time. Oh, we were at the beach. It was like a family picnic type of thing. Oh no, this is a family event again. Was your mom involved? Family in and too? water. We are walking on the grass towards the beach and I stepped on a bee. Is that why you don't like to be barefoot out in the, well, anywhere really? Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty much that and, you know, just everything's gross. So. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, there was another time where um, I was a little kid in Detroit, probably around the same age. I remember I was sitting on a tricycle. Yeah. The neighbor's dog got loose. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That whole thing that people say, they sense fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't react, you know. And then the dog, like, knocked me off the tricycle and bit me. Oh, my gosh. He had a really traumatic childhood. <laughs> Yeah. But that's true. Yeah, they say the same thing if like an animal's coming at you. Yeah, you're supposed to just like <laughs> don't run because it Yeah, just uh, animals can sense your emotions. So I probably knew that even though you were still on the tricycle inside, you were screaming. <laughs> well the animal psychoanalyzed Lloyd. Yeah. You know what you're hiding in there. <laughs> you are afraid. You know, the thing is that once again, my mom told me. Right. Not to like move or show fear. So did you listen the next time something like that happened? Probably. (laughs) I'm not a quick study. (laughs) (laughs) And do you think that if you had screamed when the dog was coming, (laughs) that it would have run away? Or do you think it still would have knocked you over and bit you? It probably would have knocked me over and bit me anyway. I wonder if if you screamed very high pitch. Like, aren't dogs sensitive to like high pitch sounds? Maybe (laughs) just scream like very high pitch loudly. That would scare dogs off. I don't know. At that age, I probably could have hit the high note. <laughs> but that might have made the dog mad and want to latch onto your mouth to shut you up. <laughs> that dog's name was Yankee. <laughs> 
damn Yankee. And, and I remember for years and years after that, I would have dreams that the dog was like walking on its hind legs at the foot of my bed. Oh my gosh, well, like, it's like all joking aside though, that is pretty traumatizing yeah. to have yeah. happened to you oh, yeah. as a young age. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that have been bitten by dogs and have carried that fear of, of dogs oh, ever yeah. since. Like, and it makes sense. Oh yeah. So our dog, Lucky, mm-hmm. I was a little bit nervous when I first met her, but you know, now I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's crazy. So who knows what'll happen. I but. never tell you to stand still though. True. <laughs> I just say, don't make eye contact with her. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Just pretend she's not there. <laughs> That's what I say to him all the time. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm your mom, honey. I'm your mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I've been afraid of dogs pretty much ever since. Where I will, like, put a person in front of me to protect myself from the dog. Well, I do the same thing with the kids. I mean, the, between the three of us, when we're outside and there's a bee buzzing around <laughs> one of us, it, it's a disaster because, I, I mean, it's... As much as I want to protect them, I kind of freak out too. So then, like, we all kind of just run different directions and hope that the bee's not following us. I thought you were going to say you use your kids as a shield. I don't use them as a shield, but I kind of will maybe try to protect myself. <laughs> probably should You're like, save yourself, girl. Your I mean, they're old enough. They, they are old enough to, you know, I mean, yeah, got to learn some time to protect yourself. Right, right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you, you can't react any other way than to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. That means putting a child in front of you <laughs> to save yourself from that dog. Well, so be it. <laughs> this is why he's never had kids, people. Yeah. This is one of the many, the many reasons why Lloyd has never had children. Yeah, it's true. Sacrifice the child. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's not your own child, it really you don't have that much of a connection to them. So. Right. Yeah, really, you know. Like this conversation has taken a turn. It always turns out like morbid. I know. <laughs> this should be called Banter and Doom. Banter <laughs> and Doom. I like that. Do do do. Like make a like real like spooky yeah. music. Dun dun dun. <laughs> you are doomed. Forget about trying to live a happy life. It is terrible out here. Good luck, everybody. Just stay, just stay indoors, away from animals and people. Yeah. And you'll be fine. <laughs> Never leave your house or order anything on- online. Okay, I'm getting back to the Turner Classic movie. So um, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Right. Bye.